If you are a Braveheart, the next hour is just for you. Welcome to Bravehearts Radio with Brian Reinbold. In this program, you'll learn who the Bravehearts are and connect with them to help change the world. By doing so, you'll be changed for the better. Now, here's your host, Brian Reinbold. Welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're going to talk about the past week and what a week it's been. I'll get into more of it in detail as we go. To connect with us, uh, check out our sponsor website. That's braveheartsforkids.org. And, of course, the Bravehearts uh, flagship service, spotlighthope.org. Got a lot of good feedback on the Spotlight Hope website. You can also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. I'll give you some good reasons to be in touch. We're doing some retreats. We've got some sponsorship opportunities, and I've got a couple of top 10 listener favorites that I want to inquire of you about, and we'll talk about that as we go today. Give us a call at 866-472-5788, and be sure to connect with us on social media too. You can like and follow us on Facebook, Brave Hearts for Kids, and connect with me on LinkedIn. And I've made some terrific connections with listeners on LinkedIn over the last several weeks. We've got some programs in the works to uh, talk about what inspires you and what um, what what makes you know what makes a, a brave heart in in your world and so talk uh, again let us know about uh, those stories connect on linkedin uh, give us a, give us a call or or email me and um, today you know first thing i wanted to you know mention today is about the end of daylight saving time well daylight saving time you know what what can you say about it it's um it it's it's gone now in and in in the northland in chicagoland it means that we won't have a sunset after five o'clock until february i think um we uh, we go to about a 445 sunset here and you know when i talk about moving south I'm not talking about uh, uh, heading to Florida or Arizona or Texas, you know, be with uh, be with friends and family that have moved to those areas for the winter time. Uh, I'm not, not I'm not really that kind of snowbird. I'm, I'm more along the lines of uh, New Zealand, Argentina, South Africa, um, somewhere in Australia, you know, where there's they're starting spring right now. And it's not so much the cold. Because I think you can get used to the cold. In fact, I, I reckon I've, I can get more used to the cold and dealing with the cold than I can dealing with the heat. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's, uh, you just put on a, a, another layer. And, uh, you know, you, you, there's, only, there's only so much you can do to deal with, uh, with the heat when it, when it really gets up there. But, you know, the, the idea that, uh, that it's the loss of light, that's, that's what I miss in the, um, in the winter time and, and uh, what I miss when we go to uh, uh, standard time. And, you know, years ago, there were 
there, well, you know, at one time there there was no time zone. There there was you know it, when when the sun was straight overhead that was noon and it, it, a long long time ago I suppose there wasn't even any any clocks so at at some point we had to decide that uh, that time was uh, broken down into. Well, days are easy to figure out because uh, you know the days and and also the seasons. Those are kind of easy to figure out. But I think the uh, the idea that we break the the day down into twenty four hours. Maybe somebody's got a, a a good reason for that or a a story about why we we call the uh, the day twenty four hours long. And um, and you know, at uh, at six o'clock in the morning, the sun rises. You know, the the sun rises when the sun rises. When the when the cock goes cock-a-doodle-doodle, uh, the the farmyard comes alive. And man, that you know, that's that's when the day began. And then when the sun was down, and that's when the day ended. I suppose, back in the old, 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 old days. You know, so uh, reminds me of a couple of favorite quotes and you know I've got a lot of favorite quotes and some beyond that are their most favorite quotes but Einstein he had one he said uh, uh, time is an illusion albeit a very persistent illusion and uh, Buddha I think it was Buddha is attributed to the uh, to the quote where he said your problem is you think you have time and you know being a a fan of perspective, I reckon there's at least a couple ways to look at that. I think maybe what Buddha meant, um, your problem is you think you have time is, um, you know, a lot of times we think we have enough time to do something. We think we can always do that, you know, and um, we think that, that that there will be time for that at some point. And the other perspective I think that Buddha had is uh, is that you know per- perhaps uh, you think time is something that exists at all. You think you have time. Well, going back to the first one, we always think we have plenty of time. We always reckon that we have time to do things, and you know at some point we just run out of time for those things. Um, I mentioned that we had uh, quite a week this past week. Um, Last, uh, well, I think it's, uh, it's, gosh, it's 10 days ago now, we traveled to Bismarck, North Dakota for uh, my mom's funeral and for the services surrounding her funeral. Now, the funeral took place on Saturday, the uh, 26th of October. The burial actually took place on the 25th on Friday, and then there was a, a wake service and a and a rosary service uh, on uh, on Friday night too. So some some of that seems a little out of order, partly because uh, Mom moved to uh, California from uh, from Bismarck and spent the last couple of years of her life in the uh, uh, San Diego area where my sister lives. And I thought it was a, a, a terrific move for her because she was living in a nursing home in Bismarck for several months before that move. And when she moved, then she uh, moved to a, 
a facility, a nursing facility in uh, the San Diego area that, that had a sliding door that led out to a patio of her own. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool, you know, because uh, there is no climate really that's more ideal in my mind than the San Diego area. It's, uh, it seems like every time I've been there, it's been nice all the time that I've been there. So so we thought that was a pretty cool idea to uh, for mom to be able to do that. And you know, at some point, you just uh, you just run out of opportunities to uh, to to talk to someone, to uh, let them know that you're thinking of them, that um, that they mean something to you. And I remember always, uh, my mom always said, "I want my flowers while I'm living." You know, people tend to send these huge bouquets of flowers, and so I I would uh, arrange with my son Matt. Uh, to uh, uh, pick up and deliver some flowers to uh, to grandma at uh, at the nursing home in in Bismarck while she was there, and uh, you know and and before that when she still lived at uh, at her apartment, but it was uh, it was something that it uh, it's you know, it was kind of a neat deal because uh, what it did is it it uh, uh, it got uh, got Matt over to see Grandma and you know did uh, he was doing a favor for me by taking the taking the flowers over for her and you know not to mention that uh, we did uh, we were able to send flowers uh, uh, every week for the price of doing it once a month by um, by uh, you know doing some kind of an online type of thing well. At some point, you run out of the opportunity to say, I'm really glad that I got to have you as my mom. And I remember saying that uh, the last times that I, that I saw her and the last times that I wrote to her. And I would always just uh, make that something that uh, I wanted her to really make sure that she understood. I'm really glad that I got to have you as my mom because... Time is is relative, and uh, at some point you you just run out of time to be able to say that to someone. Well, we had we had uh, uh, oh, and uh, in uh, she she passed away in May uh, in uh, California, and so the unusual thing about uh, the the timing was that the week after uh, mom passed away, my sister who was. Uh, who was the 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 uh, uh, the, the nearest uh, child and uh, taking care of the details for mom at that point? Uh, she got sick, and so uh, she she got very sick, and and uh, she was um, not able to travel until until this time in October. So what we did is we had uh, we had the service, we had lots of family, we had many friends get together. And we had a, a ceremony at the Veterans Cemetery in um, in Mandan, North Dakota, and so Mom is uh, is buried there with my dad. And uh, then we had a, a rosary service and uh, and a wake. I guess they I guess they still call it a wake, but uh, we did that on Friday night. And lots of family were there, many friends, uh, friends, uh, friends of the family, friends of my dad. Uh, got to got to see a lot of people. I have six kids, and five of them spoke at the wake. And I was really, I was really pretty, uh, pretty uh, um, proud of the fact that they that they got up because, you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guy that's on the radio, but I was not always the most outgoing and, and, uh, easy, confident person to, uh, 
to, to get up and talk. And in fact, you know, my freshman year of college, I flunked speech. You know, I've got a couple of kids that really have a hard time getting up in front of a, a group. And man, they did it. And they, they said some wonderful, wonderful things about what they remembered about, about my mom, their grandma. And so that was very... Uh, very rewarding to uh, to see, and we we got to we got to to reminisce a lot about about mom, and you know she lived uh, what I call a, a full, rich, happy life, and at ninety two, uh, she was um, she was she was ready for the the next part of her journey, and so she um, um, has moved on to that. Yeah, that great mystery, as, uh, as sometimes we refer to that, and then um, uh, we, the uh, the next generation, we started looking around at each other and realize, you know, we're we're the we're the uh, we're the senior part of the generation. You know, we're the we're the we're the last of the the generation. And I remember when when my grandmother passed away, you know, a generation or so ago. And looking around at the uncles and aunts that were there, my mom and her brothers and sisters, and seeing that that um, they they you know they had this look like you know we're we're the we're the oldest of the generation, and now my brother and sister and my cousins, and uh, and that we are we are the last of the. Of, of the generation were the oldest members of the generation and uh, it's time for us to to get together and celebrate the times that uh, that we recall and and that we have going forward because everyone has the rest of their life ahead of them everyone does yeah Einstein had it right time is an illusion albeit a very persistent one and uh, with that I will I will go to break uh, we'll be back on the other side of 60 seconds, and uh, I think you can count on that. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. 
Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, welcome back, Bravehearts. Uh, you're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today, we're talking about the past week, you know, the trip to Bismarck and Mom's funeral, the... Um, workshop that I did for the Riverfest people and uh, also the class that I taught out at the University of Marion, all of which were interesting to me and I hope you'll find them interesting too. Uh, to connect with us, check out our sponsor website, uh, braveheartsforkids.org. Also, you know, be sure to give a look to spotlighthope.org and pass that along. That's a great service for families that are dealing with uh, a pediatric cancer ordeal. Lots of resources at spotlighthope.org for families that need help. And there are people all over the country that are providing those services. Spotlight, Spotlight Hope helps those people find the, uh, the, the help that they need. You can email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org and uh, give us a call of 866-472-5788 inspires you, the brave heart. Uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, and we've made some terrific connections on LinkedIn. We'll be setting up programs going into the into the new year with um, the people that I've been connecting with on LinkedIn in particular, and email me at uh, missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Let's talk about the organization that inspires you. Um, we also have limited sponsorships available, sponsorship opportunities for individuals or organizations. If you'd uh, like to be a sponsor of Bravehearts Radio, let us know that too. Um, and uh, I love to do retreats. We checked out some retreat locations out in the badlands of North Dakota. You know, you get out to a Theodore Roosevelt National Park, and you really never know what to expect out there. It's uh, it's a terrific wilderness area. Um, Theodore Roosevelt um, thought that that was the area that really turned him uh, into the man he needed to be to become president of the United States. You know, the, uh, uh, the work, uh, the work ethic, uh, that, uh, that takes place out in the, the ranching territory of uh, the Dakotas and the Badlands in particular. And it's beautiful. You know, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't ever seen, uh, seen the Badlands, you also never know what to expect because, uh, the temperature can vary a lot. You know, it snowed a little bit when we were out there, uh, this past week and in, in week in October, uh, a couple, I guess more than a couple of years ago, about uh, 12, 14 years ago, I was a Boy Scout leader, and we would take the the troop out there to uh, to camp. And the uh, the Theodore Roosevelt Foundation had a terrific program for us there. They would 
set us up for camping. They'd treat us to the pitchfork fondue, uh, deep fried pitchfork fried ribeye steak, and then the Medora musical. And if you have a chance to uh, look that up online, that's worth the trip all by itself. The uh, uh, but what we would do is we would uh, we would go camping out there, and I took my my boys who were scouts and my my daughters, the two youngest daughters who who liked to go camping. Uh, we just t- took took them along. They they essentially became honorary scouts, and uh, a little bit ahead of their time because uh, now, and I think that's a terrific move, um, because uh, my my daughters they uh, they really enjoyed that. They they liked to get out and and uh, and camp. Uh, the, the two girls they had their own tent. I had my own tent. Um, they, they were really a time to. Um, to go do some independent uh, living out in the out in the camp like that. Um, one time, uh, it was 37 degrees in the morning, June 14th. I don't recall which year exactly that was, about 2008, 2009, something like that. The very next year, we were on a similar trip, and on the same date, uh, at six o'clock in the evening, it was 117 degrees. So, the uh, uh, you know that's that, a uh, it's a uh, an old North Dakota joke. If you don't like the weather, just wait around 15 minutes, and and uh, and it'll change for you. Well, when we were in in Bismarck this uh, this past weekend, or this, the past week, I should say. Um, one of the things that I had an opportunity to do is work with uh, a new River Fest uh, planning committee or planning team. I like to use the word team rather than committee. It seems more nimble, and I like the idea of empowering people in uh, in the teams when I work with an organization like this. And I said I like to do retreats. We we got out to the Badlands. We checked out a couple of locations for retreats, uh, corporate board retreats, and um, uh, getting away for. Um, uh, uh, in, interpersonal, intrapersonal, uh, spiritual type retreats, uh, some of that opportunity too. I think it's going to be a terrific location for that. And so we, we checked that out. We also had the opportunity to do a workshop, a mission building workshop for the new River Fest. Uh, team, and the, one of the uh, volunteers uh, from uh, Brave Hearts for Kids, uh, Adrian. He, uh, he, you know, his uh, uh, granddaughter is the uh, original Braveheart and the inspiration for the Brave Hearts for Kids organization. Adrian Jacobs. Uh, uh, he got pr- uh, permission or approval from the uh, city in city commission in Bismarck to have a river fest. And, uh, you know, the Missouri River is a big river at the Biz- at Bismarck. And the River Fest is uh, something that um, there's a lot of good ideas on, on, on what uh, what that could be. And I've been working with Adrian, who's one of my best friends, and I'm advising him about, you know, what should we do? What should, uh, what should the River Fest be? And he's got so many ideas just uh, always uh, going off. It's like fireworks to watch his imagination work. And... Um, the idea uh, of the of this planning team is to get together with a group and talk with them about uh, what the vision will be for this uh, river festival. And I said, you know, it's it's like building a house. The city has given us a permit to build the house. And the reason that we got together last week was to get some people together that were excited about the idea and see 
uh, what we should do to lay the foundation for this house. You know, how big should it be? How how should we plan to expand it? How do we tie into the services that are needed? And uh, what what are we going to build on that foundation? And what's going to be in those rooms? What uh, what will the rooms look like? You know, and what uh, what what will we see out the windows? You know, so all of that uh, uh, the the, uh, the the building a house analogy is what I use to uh, to work with the team, and we came up with essentially four cornerstones for the for the building this house and so we we realized that well first of all the uh, the the city granting the uh, the permit for this and the parks and rec department uh, you, you know most of the river activities would take place on land that uh, is uh, under the responsibility of the parks and rec department so we had three representatives from parks and rec there and they had terrific feedback and the city representative had really good feedback on on what we should do and focus on on where we should go with this so we came up with four cornerstones for this. I thought that was a really valuable way to go. Now, the first cornerstone is the infrastructure, and that's what the city provides, what the Parks and Rec provides, the location, the uh, police and fire and emergency services, and all the you know, all basic stuff like that. You know, things like um, um, toilets and, and cleaning up. You know, so uh, if you've got a big crowd, you need a lot of those uh, portable toilets at uh, outdoor festivals and and, uh, garbage cleanup and having, you know, just making sure it's nice and if traffic needs to be controlled uh, to to be able to take care of that, too. And uh, so we've got a terrific partnership going already with this with the city of Bismarck and the Bismarck Parks and Rec Department. They're they're really uh, excited about being involved with this. And it makes other people excited to to be able to to say, yeah, we got we got a great foundation uh, being built. And then the second the second part of the foundation, second cornerstone. Well, that's the the budget and financial. And so we. uh, I, you know, I've been uh, advising this. I, I haven't um, haven't uh, put together a budget of my own. I've got some ideas in mind, but came up with uh, an idea, and it was inspired by a river fest in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So uh, thanks to Brad in La Crosse because he um, shared a lot of their terrific ideas, and they've got a wonderful, wonderful river fest during the 4th of July week in La Crosse, Wisconsin. That's been going on about 38 years, so a terrific example of how to do it, what can be done, and uh, you know what to what to look at and say, you know, hey, this works. Let's uh, let's do some of that. We don't have to reinvent this wheel, you know. So we um, uh, so we've uh, decided. Uh, did we decide or just threw out the idea? I guess the idea is out there. I don't know that there's been actual decision on that to have uh, levels of sponsorship and have you know make them because river river related, make them nautical themed. You know, you have an admirals club, have a captains club, and ensigns club and a you know a deck hands club but you know maybe that might be uh, something for volunteers but um i think all of that makes a, a lot of sense in in getting it set up and and uh, so that's the that's the second cornerstone and then the third cornerstone is um is the events and uh we had aaron barth there from the riverboat the lewis and clark uh, foundation, uh, they, excuse me, the Fort Abraham Lincoln Foundation, the Lewis and Clark Riverboat. Uh, that's uh, and that's a, man, that's a big riverboat. It's a terrific uh, attraction in uh, the Bismarck Mandan area on the river, and 
and uh, you know that the idea there is to to have the riverboat uh, after, for an evening cruise lit up, and have uh, other boats that want to follow it on the river uh, lit up and uh, and display their lights and have a parade of lights and take some great video of that and you know make that something and say look at this this is really something pretty cool. And I think uh, other places have done that. Uh, they, they call them different things, but they, you know, they want to call this the river, Riverboat Parade of Lights. And that'll be a big part of the, um, of the uh, Riverfest. And something called the Gitchigumi Races. Once upon a time, they had homemade boat races. And uh, they called them Gitchigumis. I uh, don't know where that comes from. Maybe that's... Uh, Maybe that's a, um, a tradition on its own, but um, bringing that back. And so, you know, part of the discussion was, uh, uh, you know, that uh, that's a big, fast river and it's, uh, you know, with a lot of water flow. And, you know, do you really want to have people with homemade boats out there? So some, you know, so, so, so some, some really good cautious thought going into that. And so, uh, so that was done. And then the last part of it is the marketing, the last cornerstone. That's the marketing cornerstone. And that's the one that says, um, well, when, once we've decided, uh, you know, what kind of sponsorships we're going to offer and what kind of events we're going to have, well, how are we going to let people know about it? What kind of signs are we going to have? We're going to print things. Uh, will there be a website? I imagine, you know, that you just don't have anything anymore without a website. So you're going to have a website and somebody's going to have to set that up and someone's going to have to run it and look at it and make sure that it's all set up and ready to go. So four cornerstones to uh, a Riverfest project. We got that done in about an hour and a half and left time for everyone to have feedback on what's going on. And we've got really terrific commitments going forward out of a meeting that was an hour and a half long. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can get together with this group for a, a full day uh, and and see just how far we can how far we can take this um, idea of uh, the idea hierarchy and uh, make that work sometime after the first of the year. You know what better time to get up to Bismarck than uh, maybe January or February? Kidding, of course, because um, yeah, I'm I'm used to the cold, but um, that's not something that you you say. Hey, that's on my that's on my list. <laughs> Uh, so a lot more on the Riverfest uh, over the next few weeks. Uh, I will be back with you to talk about the uh, sales and sales management class at the University of Mary because uh, today's episode is really the uh, the uh, it was it was originally set up to be the mission specialist as sales manager, and uh, so I'll be back with you on the other side of sixty seconds. Stay with us. Thanks. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Brave Hearts Radio is sponsored by Brave Hearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. 
As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the Mission Specialist. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live internet talk radio. And I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about the past week, the trip to Bismarck, the services uh, for my mom, the um, Riverfest organizing team, and the market or sales and sales management class at the University of Mary. And um, a lot of good things this past week. Hey, check out our sponsor website, BraveHeartsForKids.org, and also go to SpotlightHope.org. That's Braveheart's flagship service. Always remember to check out the National Day Calendar, nationaldaycalendar.com. And we did get to get together with uh, Marlo and Alice uh, that uh, are the uh, National Day Calendar uh, founders when we were back in Bismarck and Mandan this past week. Today is the 4th of November. It's candy day. You know, a week ago it was chocolate day. I sense a theme going on here. It's Chicken Lady Day, Color the World Orange Day, and Traffic Directors Day. Well, I tell you what, Candy Day, tomorrow is Donut Day. Um, Just have to point out that the monthly observations start out with it's Diabetes Month. You know, it's um, all right. So a lot of things to be aware of. Candy. Donuts, always good in moderation. And I was, um, I was given the opportunity to uh, go out to the University of Mary. That's just outside of Bismarck. And my friend Carl Sovak, uh, Dr. Carl is the uh, professor of uh, business at the, uh, at the business school at, at uh, University of Mary. Uh, Gary Theraldson Business School. I used to play uh, basketball against Gary Theraldson back in uh, when I was in college. He had a, a amateur team in Valley City, North Dakota, and uh, Gary always he, he he you know he was he was a, a, a terrific entrepreneur. 
back then too, because he always got the best players together. You know, the guys that were still around the community, and he uh, he he got them to play for him. I happened to be on a team with a couple of guys that were uh, they were pretty pretty good players too. One of them was the captain of the football team. He was a linebacker, and he was from uh, the Chicagoland area. The other guy was the uh, uh, a red shirt basketball player that. Um, Richard, meaning he was taking a year off uh, to get eligibility, and he was from Chicagoland also. and And uh, Charles was uh, the uh, district player of the year the following year when he when he actually played for the college. He played amateur ball with us that that year before, and we we gave uh, Gary's team a, a good run. But I digress. I was uh, given the opportunity to go. Uh, out to the University of Mary and talk about sales and sales management. And, you know, when I talk about the the mission specialist, the idea of a sales situation seems to me to be about as natural an illustration of the idea of the mission specialist as, as there is. You have, uh, if you're familiar with the Venn diagram, it's the three circles diagram that overlaps, uh, where the, the circles overlap, and one circle in this uh, sales and sales management illustration would be the uh, sales manager or the organization, the company. And they have an objective, they have mission, and then the second uh, it, the second circle would be the, um, the sales rep, the, uh, the salesperson. And they have an objective, and that uh, you know that pretty well over that has an overlap with the uh, objective of the sales manager and the organization. But they're not exactly the they're not uh, like uh, two circles that uh, completely overlap. They've got their own uh, things that they want uh, that um, are not necessarily exclusive to the organization or the individual, but they're different. So they've got uh, intersecting circles. And in the third circle is the, the customer, the, um, uh, the, the person that uh, is going to be uh, buying the service or, uh, or, or, the, uh, or the product. And, and, and of course they have an objective. And so where those three circles overlap, that's what we call the sweet spot. And when you can focus your behavior on what's good for the organization, what's good for the person, and what's good for the uh, the customer, that's uh, that's that that we call that the sweet spot, and that's it's good for everyone, you know. So it it works for everyone, and it's a it's a great opportunity to to uh, uh, to be of service, and so it's a, an opportunity to be of service as a as a sales rep and as a sales manager. And it was a class in sales management. So uh, uh, one of the questions I got was, well, who are some of the people that were great sales managers in, in your history? Because, you know, I, I did have uh, a long sales career. I uh, got a Hall of Fame ring from the uh, National Federation of Independent Business. I was outside sales, door to door, you know, calling on small businesses. And so... I uh, had a long career with that, and I remembered, you know, the first guy that hired me was Ed Hoym. Uh, he was from Billings, and I remember he was the hardest working guy I've ever known because we would get started at 6 in the morning. We'd be making our first call, you know, 90 miles out of town uh, by 8 o'clock. And he he was he was just the hardest working guy I've ever known. He's taught me to be a hard working guy. I didn't really, I don't think I ever really measured up to, to being, uh, the same kind of guy as far as uh, that kind of hardworking salesman. 
but um, he was he was terrific. Sandra Files. Sandra was uh, my first manager uh, when I became a sales manager. You know, she hired me into management. And she was tough, and she she uh, she worked hard. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd I'd hate to have to justify why I why I say Ed was harder working than Sandra because she worked hard too. Man, she was she was uh, she started early, worked late, um, and expected us to do that too, and and really worked. You know, expected us to work hard as as managers, and um, and then uh, there was you know what what was the thing that that uh, what was the thing that that made them so great as managers and I thought you know what it was I I always knew that they cared and I told the students I still told the students of this class if you get nothing else out of this today if there's if there's uh, nothing else that you uh, remember remember that the most important thing that you can do as a sales manager working with your sales reps is to is to care about about them and to, to make sure that that uh, that they're successful and I, I think that I'd often say that the best thing that I ever did the most uh, the most effective thing that I ever did as a manager was to help the sales reps to understand how to make their bonus and so when the sales rep made their bonus they were uh, getting a lot of people signed up to be members of the of the NFIB and so uh, the the members benefited from that, and the uh, the sales rep benefited from that. They got their bonus. When uh, the organization they liked it because they had uh, uh, you know sales reps that were making bonus, and they weren't seeing the turnover. And uh, you know uh, I, I know in in some cases people say, well, that, you know, organization doesn't want people to make bonus, and I don't think that's true because when when people do make a bonus. Uh, in that kind of situation, they're they're successful, and they're not going to be. You know, they're not turning over. They're not leaving. And there was nothing worse uh, as a sales manager than having an open territory where nobody was was taking care of the existing members or signing up new members. So, I told the uh, I told the students, man, that's that's the one thing that I'd like you to remember is is that when you're in a sales management position, let the people know that you that you care, you know, and show it by, by demonstrating your, by your behavior that you care. And then, uh, quoted Theodore Roosevelt and Theodore Roosevelt, uh, that they named the park in Medora, North Dakota after, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, he, he was famous for a lot of sayings. And one of them was people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And I thought, you know, that doesn't sound like Theodore Rose. I mean, that that, that is attributed to him, but it, it's it's it sounds uh, it doesn't sound like it doesn't really sound like tough guy stuff. And I think of Theodore Roosevelt as as about as tough as as any man has ever been. You know, forty five minute speech that he gave in Milwaukee after getting shot. You know, uh, it's a, it was a, he was a he was a tough uh, tough man, and. Uh, Maybe that's something that uh, is a good thing to understand is that is that caring that's a that is an important part of toughness. And so um, you know people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, that from Theodore Roosevelt. And so had uh, had a terrific opportunity to 
to interact with some of the students uh, uh, th- throughout the course of the of the uh, of the class because uh, when going around the room there's about uh, two dozen students from literally all over the world. There was a, a student from Italy and a student from Sweden and then other students from around the United States, mostly from the North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa area, uh, but, uh, you know, from uh, from all over the place. And um, uh, and I, you know, I also let them know, you know, the, the more you talk to people, the smaller the world gets. So the idea that the... Uh, Sales situation is like the mission specialist is, uh, I think that's about as, as congruent as it gets. And uh, I'll tell you what, we'll, uh, I've got a, another story to tell you about that. And I'm going to get to that when we come back on the other side of the break. So I'll be with you in 60 seconds. As Einstein said, time is il- an illusion. It'll seem like we're right back with you. Stay with us. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Bravehearts Radio is sponsored by Bravehearts for Kids, a national pediatric cancer charity. Our mission is to provide life-saving hope and inspiration to families facing a pediatric cancer ordeal through outreach, information, and mentoring. Our recently updated Spotlight Hope mobile app puts families in touch with resources to help make their lives better from any location in the USA. For more information or to help, go to BraveHeartsForKids.org. That's BraveHeartsForKids.org. As the mission specialist, Brian Reinbold doesn't fly the rockets, but he does help to make sure each mission gets accomplished. Employee engagement is such an important concern for business people today. Brian helps socially conscious businesses reduce expenses, increase profits, and inspire a sense of dedication in the workforce by training mission-building behavior. It's not what Brian does that's most important. It's what people do after he trains them. For more information, contact Brian Reinbold at Mission Specialist at BraveHeartsRadio.org. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're part of Bravehearts Radio. Call into the program today to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also email Brian. His email is missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. Now, back to this week's show. Yeah, welcome, Bravehearts. You're listening to Bravehearts Radio. I'm your host, Brian Reinbold, and I am the mission specialist. I don't fly the rockets. I just help make sure that the mission gets accomplished. You're tuned in to voiceamerica.com, where we're the leader in live Internet talk radio, and I'm grateful to be here with you on our flagship Voice America Variety Channel. Today we're talking about the past week, the trip to Bismarck, uh, services for my mom, mom's funeral, the uh, r- uh, the riverboat fest, uh, the river fest uh uh, team meeting and uh, the uh, class at the University of Mary 
and um, just uh, oh yeah before I get to that and say check it remember to check out our sponsor website braveheartsforkids.org and email me with your great stories at mission specialist at braveheartsradio.org and connect on LinkedIn. You know, I've been making some great connections on LinkedIn and we've got some future shows lined up with some terrific organizations and some people that are, that are changing the world and not really making a difference. Um, when we went to the break, um, uh, my engineer, Matt, uh, said, I uh, like that quote from Theodore Roosevelt. And we got to talking about that a little bit. You know, the idea, you know, Theodore Roosevelt had a lot of great quotes. And, um, um, oh, shoot, now I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> hey, that happens. Uh, but, yeah, he was uh, he was famous for uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of good things, you know, like the the man in the arena. That's a that's a terrific speech. Um, the greatest problem with communication is the belief that it has occurred, and I think an example of that is there's a there's a saying. I remember seeing it on on a plaque on a on a fellow's wall. It said, "I know you believe you understood what you think I said, but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant." And it's fun to roll through that quickly like that but when you break it down it really does make some sense I know you believe you understood what you think I said but I'm not sure you realize that what you heard is not what I meant well so often with communication uh, we, we, we think we've communicated we've sent an email I hear about that You know, we sent an email well that doesn't mean someone has received it and an idea of uh, uh, an example of I know you believe you understood what you think I said is if someone's um, getting directions as they're driving and uh, they say, turn left here, and the answer is right, it, does that mean that you should turn left or turn right? So communication needs to be specific. I think. I think it's it's interesting to see. Okay, so in the example, turn left here, turn turn left here, right, correct, turn left, no, turn right. Just adding a little word or a little nuance to the conversation can add clarity, and so often that's what we really really need. So. The greatest problem with communication is the the belief that it has occurred. When we have a chance to uh, tell someone that they mean something to us, I think it's really important that we that we do that when we have the opportunity. Yeah, time is an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. And uh, like Buddha said, your problem is you think you have time. We always think we have time to do the things that uh, that we that we mean to do. And what I'd like to suggest is begin to ask that daring question: What if it were possible? What if it were possible to be in touch with the people that mean something to us? You know, um, all the times that I had a chance to uh, get together. Uh, with my parents 
with my, you know, my dad passed away uh, almost 10 years ago and my mom this year. So all those times that we had a chance to, to get together and, and, and when that means something, um, I think it's important to, you know, let people know that they, that they mean something to us and say, mom, I'm really glad that I got to have you as my mom. You know, that's something that I hope that uh, I hope that she understood what I meant by that. You know, we spend a lot of time together at, at the wake. I talked a little bit about going home for lunch every day. You know, when I was in fifth grade, I would walk home for lunch, walk home from school. And um, it was only five blocks. But uh I tallied up the steps, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th. In eight years, I, I reckon I put on about 1.3 million steps to go home for lunch and to have that time uh, where where I had lunch, you know, just just me and my mom. And, uh, you know, what a, what a terrific time that was. We always believe we have time. And that's uh, like Buddha said, uh, your problem is... Uh, you think you have time. It's been a terrific week. I'm really looking forward to our next get together. You know, this uh, really thank you for joining me this week. Uh, we've been talking about the trip to Bismarck, the services for my mom. We've been talking about Riverfest, and we've been talking about the mission specialist as sales manager on Bravehearts Radio on the flagship Variety Channel here on voiceamerica.com where we are the leader in live internet talk radio. Please remember to check out braveheartsforkids.org. Also nationaldaycalendar.com and spotlighthope.org. You can follow us, like us on Facebook, and also email me at missionspecialist at braveheartsradio.org. You got a great story, you want to be a sponsor, you um, know somebody that uh, would be a terrific guest, let me know. Please plan to join us every Monday at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific. Next week, we'll be talking about three things, water, empowered girls, and spiritual connectedness, and we'll have as our special guest, Sherry Sarver-Johnson, my favorite guest and my favorite person. Uh, Remember that doing good anywhere does good everywhere. And we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining Bravehearts Radio. Thanks again for joining us this week for Bravehearts Radio. Be sure to tune in for another edition featuring your host, Brian Reinbold. The show can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll talk again next time.